Welcome, you're listening to the podcast Outlander Soul, searching for the soul of Outlander with me, Dr. Jamie Reeves. And me, Reverend Terry Menifee-Gal. Just be aware, there's going to be spoilers here. Hey, everybody. We are back Yay. for season four, not to be confused with season five. <laughs> of the TV um, show. We should, like, which, we should, yeah, we should give our like seasons a different name like uh we should maybe we call them a b c d and, and we move on from there <laughs> this is the violet <laughs> the yellow I'll, I'll call this season like um yeah i'll call this season catalina how about that <laughs> yeah hi sierra catalina mojave <laughs> so so the what we're referring to is that we often um share our podcasts uh, with other groups in social media and people get confused when we say this is season four of outlander soul yeah they think we're talking about season four of, of Outlander. Outlander. The TV show. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe we should consider something different. <laughs> what are we going to call this season? I think we call it Corona. <laughs> <laughs> the Rona edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rona edition. Yeah. So, by the time you're hearing this, this has been a couple of months. Hopefully, the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, yeah. as is should be properly called. Hopefully much of that has passed and the pandemic has passed we can hope. it may not have mm. at this point fingers are crossed that it will mm. but we are in the thick of it right now mm. so I'm in the states and and we're on we haven't gone to state lockdown or in Virginia it's the commonwealth mm-hmm. lockdown because mm-hmm. we're not a state we're a commonwealth but other other states in the United States have been like I believe uh, Illinois California New York, many of them who basically just said you have to stay mm. inside, and they they've got people out in the streets making sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Here it's a it's slightly different. Um, so it is currently the end of March as we're recording this, and people have been encouraged to not go out, but nothing has been legislated as of yet. So. Yeah, not sure that's the wisest decision, but uh, I'm doing my bit <laughs> by staying in as much as possible. So feeling the the social pressure, however, to be productive in this time and resisting that as much as possible. But hey, we're recording because, hey, we're here. <laughs> hey, we're <laughs> we here. That. Hey, and we want to, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, you guys are all listening too, because if you're getting back to work now yeah. and, and you're on public transit or if you're mm. listening in your car, we want to be there for you. Yeah. So yeah. the new season of Outlander is over, not for us yet, but for you guys at this point. <laughs> we, we are seeing into the future. <laughs> I have a feeling at some point it will be over. There are only so many episodes. I'm not sure how it's going to end. I I haven't watched it. We're recording on a Sunday, so I've got to watch my episode today so that we can go online and do our Zoom with you. Mm -hmm. So we give our, our, our feedback. Those have been going really, really well, and we've been getting a lot of great feedback from you all having to do with the new season. Some of it's been hit, some of it's been missed, mm-hmm. but we've just been really grateful to have that connection with you mm-hmm. and to, to be able to, to really, I don't know, just kind of talk about how we're feeling about this, the giddiness, yeah. when they finally get it right. Yeah, so. there's been some really good bits. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's, been yeah. it's been a good season so far, I think. 
So we're starting out this new series of episodes with two topics. The first one we'll do is dreams. And then the second one we'll do is around prophets and prophecy. And they're interrelated, so that's why we thought we'd just record them both and have them both available in tandem. So this one is called dreams. Mm -hmm. And so dreams are very prevalent in Outlander. Mm -hmm. In the series, in the book series, as well as in the television series. But just FYI, they're also extremely prevalent in... Jewish tradition and Christian tradition mm-hmm. and other religious traditions, dreams yep. tend to inform us. And we, we see some of that in the Celtic traditions that Diana Gabaldon presents mm-hmm. in, the, in the story, as well as in the Native American traditions, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, that everybody seems to understand that whatever you're dreaming is pretty important. Yeah. yeah particularly I, if you're dreaming something together. Yeah. I, it's also, so I, someone else, I was, I was having a conversation not long ago, actually, it's probably about a month or so ago, that it tends to be around culture more so than, than religion per se, in the sense of Western yeah. culture has really diminished it, the importance of dreams, as opposed to other cultures, indigenous cultures, Eastern cultures elsewhere, where dreams are still very important, African as well, where dreams are still really important. And so no matter the religious tradition in those areas, dreams are perceived to be relevatory, where people get, have revelation. Whereas in the West, we tend to, in our rational minds, say, oh, this was just our subconscious, you know, informed kind of by psychology and psychotherapy and that kind of stuff, rather than a a foretelling or a way, another way or means of understanding things. I mean, some of us within the West would pay attention to them. I rarely remember mine, but they play a much stronger role in other cultures now than they do in the West, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah, yeah so in, in the West, we have tried, and, and I think a lot of that starts coming, it, it comes out of like the enlightenment period where we're, we're starting to, you know, focus more on science. Yeah, yeah. And from that comes this idea that, you know, if we can explain everything else with science, mm. of course we can also explain our dreams. And you end up with somebody like Sigmund Freud and then Carl Jung, mm-hmm. And then some other psychiatrists who come up with like dream journals mm-hmm. and things that if you dream this thing, mm-hmm. it must mean this thing. And so they, they try to come up with interpretive ways that you can understand your dreams because, you know, many of us and, and Jamie, you may not remember your dreams. I have extraordinarily vivid <laughs> dreams. I have, I mean, like during, during the, during this COVID-19. Your, um, your subconscious oh. is going crazy. <laughs> off the charts and they've been vibrant and they've been epic and they've been like series of just nothing but anxious flashes Mm. it's just been crazy Mm. for the last couple of weeks Mm. and 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 honestly if if I were listening to me talk about these dreams I'm like well of course of course Terry you must be a little bit anxious and <laughs> and it makes sense and and what are you dreaming about mm. you know so you know so it does help when you talk about your because this mm. is the time when we believe if you're a sciencey person mm. that your subconscious is kind of is running wild yeah. is and processing all is, the stimulation that you've had yeah. exactly yeah. this is where you know if you're going to sleep on something mm-hmm. that's where this comes from you you're able to process things while you're sleeping mm-hmm. and um, even if you're not, the idea that 
perhaps the the great universe is is, is leading you somewhere or mm-hmm. helping you deal with mm-hmm. something through your dreams is another way of being able to deal with this. Yeah. But if you focus on things so much during the day, it's going to come out in your yeah, sleep. Yeah, absolutely. In general. And you see this quite a bit in Outlander. Diana does use this as far as processing issues, mm-hmm. being able to. So she does kind of come at it from the sciencey kind of way, mm-hmm. from the psychoan- psychoanalytical thing mm-hmm. of, you know, how am I going to deal with it? And a lot of that has to do with violence done, yeah. violence that has happened. Yeah. Jamie goes through tons and tons of violence happens to him he's raped he goes through hangings Mm -hmm. um he goes through beatings he or possible hangings he goes through Claude and Roger goes through hangings and all throughout the book since since the rape with Blackjack Randall Mm -hmm. he suffers violently bad dreams so his trauma takes shape in in his dream world through nightmares through terrors through hypervigilance all all of those normal ways of dealing with trauma yeah and he tends not to talk about them very much Mm. with Claire Mm. when when he does he Claire learns in in the second book she's the one dealing with his trauma about what has happened with Blackjack Mm. and um, she deals with the the pain of, of watching him you know wake up knowing that he has been there and he's been with Blackjack Randall in the dream Mm. And, and he goes and he just sits at a window and stays away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a way of processing it. it mm. It's also a way of processing things he doesn't remember. Mm. The subconscious stuff that isn't yes. in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. In some of the later books, he, you know, having gone through Culloden, he doesn't remember any of Culloden. Mm. Mm-hmm. But in some of the later books, I believe it's like starting with Echo and the Bone, mm. as they're moving towards actual battle Mm -hmm. as the united you know in 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 the revolutionary war Mm -hmm. he starts having dreams of culloden so kind of history repeating itself through memory yes 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 he's he's picking out pieces of this Mm -hmm. and you know he he actually has a dream of of black jack randall saying well kill me kill me yeah and he he then wakes up and remembers or he in another dream wakes up and remembers myrta Mm -hmm. dying in his arms Mm -hmm. Him being able to process the serious nature of the the day that Culloden happens, yeah. of saying goodbye to Claire, yeah. of having tried to stop this yeah. for years before and not being able to, and then having sent his men home from the field mm-hmm. and then going into battle in the name of the Frasers, mm-hmm. all of that gets just wiped out of his memory, but his dreams are there to help heal him mm-hmm. and to help him process it mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of people have have well diana i haven't seen those letters right but diana talks about those about how people have responded to her in in the context of their own trauma and how accurately how helpfully she's been able to kind of show the length of time that people have to deal with this that it's a constant yeah. sort of presence that things are kind of slowly recovered um, or you know things are slowly sort of highlighted how we remember what happened all those kinds of things that she's been quite successful I think I think it's a really good sort of realistic depiction of what what people do go through and how to process trauma they've experienced. Um, I think she's done a really good job with that. 
Claire also uses mm. a dream state with Jamie yeah. right after, you know, when they when they um, escape to the Abbey in France. In the first book, um, at the end of the first book, yeah. Yeah, and the end of the first book when Jamie has to heal and talk about what happened with Black Jack Randall. And he, he refuses to talk, but she uses... She uses opium to create a dream, and she ends up dreaming with him. She doesn't mm-hmm. know exactly, you know, what is going on, whether something is dream or reality mm-hmm. in that particular scene. Mm-hmm. He's a monster. He's a, a, a nightmare. He's coming at her and holding her throat. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's doing all the things because he thinks that she's Blackjack Randall, and he she lets him think that so that he will finally mm-hmm. start talking to her. Mm-hmm. And... Right after that episode, she then goes to Father Anselm mm. and offers her confession, mm-hmm. which I, I, I find really unique mm-hmm. in the sense that she's just forced a confession out of Jamie. Yeah. Um, she's just forced something on him, and, uh, and then she has to go and confess, which I find, I, I, I find absolutely brilliantly mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Me too. What is the dream and what is reality? Mm. This is something that Diana gets into deeper into the books, later into the books. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a matrix thing. Mm. What, 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 what's, what's the dream? What's reality? Which <laughs> pill are you going to take, right? Pill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, are you going to wake from this dream mm. and find that it was all a dream mm-hmm. type of moment? Roger and Bree also start entering into this. They... They don't know where they are at all times. Yeah. I think it's in Absa, A Breath of Snow and Ashes, that we start getting that question of whether what is dream and what is reality. Every time I hear hear that phrase now, it's, I, I hear Queen. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> is this a dream? Is this reality? Is this so yeah. really? <laughs> mm, anyway. <laughs> is it just fantasy? Yes. I think... Many of us at one point or another in our lives go, is this a dream <laughs> or, or is this reality? Like, you know, am I dreaming this? Is this, you know, this and I, really I have happening. dreams at night where I wake yeah, yeah, up yeah. and I have a hard time discerning mm. what just happened. You know, last night was a good example. Mm. I woke up and I'm like, what just happened to me? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And did it really? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's this beautiful quote from A Breath of Snow and Ashes where they start talking about what about dreams and 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 the connection between the dreams and the world of the dead. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which we've done a previous episode on ghosts and on yes. kind of the 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 people who are with us. We could have probably done all three of these sort of together instead, but yeah. Anyway, just saying. Yeah. But we didn't think that oh, well. far ahead, yeah. and <laughs> not a big deal. So here's the here's the quote that I wanted to kind of bring out before we start talking about. Mm dreams of the dead dreams of those who have gone mm. winter is the time of our dreams and all hallowed all hallows eve is the thin time and so this is what the quote is now is the time when we we re-enter the womb of the world dreaming the dreams of snow and silence waking to the shock of frozen lakes under waning moonlight and the cold sun burning low and blue in the branches of the ice-cased trees Returning from our brief and necessary labors to food and story, to the warmth of firelight in the dark, mm. and so that's 
That's kind of the the sense that you get in many of Claire's dreams and dreams that uh, that she has in regards to Frank as well as Jamie. Mm. She dreams of Jamie often mm-hmm. after she leaves. And of course he's dead. He's been dead 200 years. Mm-hmm. She dreams of him whenever she goes to Scotland and brings Brianna with her. Mm. She dreams of Jamie then. But of course the flip side happens. And when she is back in time with Jamie in the beginning of Fiery Cross, she wakes to the dream of Frank, Mm. an erotic dream of Frank. Mm -hmm. Jamie dreams of Blackjack, even though he's dead. Yeah, yeah. While you sleep in my arms, I can say things to you that would be daft and silly waking and your dreams will know the truth of them. Go back to sleep. Um, Where Mm. Jamie talks about that too. So these, yeah, these... This idea, I think, of, well, I mean, you said it before with him, with her and Claire and Jamie in the Abbey, the ways in which we're able to process information or the ways in which we're able to communicate with each other or say things that we could, we can say in dreams that in waking either don't seem right or appropriate or whatever the case may be. So right. interesting, yeah, in the context of the erotic dreams that you're talking about, yeah. Well, and there's an intimacy of actually sleeping with someone. Mm. And she, she actually mentions this in the first book, mm. how Claire is basically sleeping with Jamie on top of the horse, right? <laughs> yeah. He's holding her. Yeah. And that there's an intimacy that's shared. And this this really talks about, you know, I, I can't talk to you, but my dreams will talk to you. Mm. We will share this intimacy in a way that nobody else does. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's inter- yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I would expect those. Well, not to put you on the spot, but do you do you think you have that? I'm wondering whether or not people who pay more attention to dreams or remember their dreams or have, yeah, have a greater importance for them. I guess than perhaps I do might experience that more I, than I yeah. do. Yeah. I, I really take my dream seriously, mm. and I, I at least I've started writing a dream journal during mm. our sequestered state <laughs> for, for the COVID-19 virus mm. during this pandemic. There are a lot of other stressors in my life right now, mm-hmm. and so I, I believe in taking my dream seriously, not because I necessarily believe that the divine is trying to talk to me through them, although mm-hmm. I, I believe that too. Mm. What I believe is that my my body, my mind is processing something that I need to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. And so I I try to write down these things mm-hmm. so that I am aware of them. Mm-hmm. And there are times where the things I see in my dreams do happen. I have these deja vus, and I know I dreamed them, and I'd never been in these places before. But we'll talk about that when we talk about the prescient dreams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. But but I I agree that there at least for people who have such strong dreams, mm. this is just a way for us to process yeah. and manage yeah. and, and listen to our bodies and the world around us in ways that we were otherwise were not able to do. Yeah, and that makes complete sense to me. I mean, so yeah. for me, the, two, the, the dreams that I remember <laughs> are on the whole negative. So the, oh, no. Um, no, no. So, well, especially growing up, not, not, not recently, but the recurring nightmare about not 
having mm. enough, not being enough. So, you know, to make those connections of kind of stuff around inadequacy and lack of confidence, that kind of stuff, I, I'm sure is where it was coming from. And so paying attention to to that, I think, has been really important for personal development the other thing I guess the dreams that I remember now tend to be stress dreams and I tend to have them at a particular time of the well really usually early morning right before I wake up it's usually I'm late for a flight or I'm late for a train Uh, yes (laughs) I have those dreams all the time (laughs) yeah and so I know when I have those dreams that I'm doing too much um, or there's something going on and I, I'm stressed. And so it's usually an indicator to me. So I'm not saying that I don't have dreams and I don't pay attention to them, but those tend to be the ones that I remember. And those tend to be the ones that kind of remind me to do some work. Um, as the case maybe. I have had kind of visions, but not in a sort of supernatural way, but just kind of a, yeah, I see myself doing that or, you know, something that just comes to my mind, but it's, it's waking um, it's, I, so I wouldn't necessarily say, well, it could be a dream. Depends on what we mean by dreams. So, Right. And mm. so I guess maybe that would be helpful. I, I think what I'm talking about mm. here, and I don't know if this is what you're talking about, mm. so let's make this clear. <laughs> when I'm talking about dreams, I'm talking about what happens when you're sleeping. When sleeping. Okay. Right. And visions tend to be things that happen not always necessarily when you're sleeping Mm. they can happen when you're sleeping I guess but oftentimes they happen when you're awake so Mm. I think of the prophetess the woman with the sight Maisry Maisry uh, the seer in uh in yeah the dragonfly and amber yeah Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think of her as having visions um because she sees things when she's awake yeah so we can talk about those when we get to prophecy and prophets right Mm -hmm. right right and I think of dreams as something that you enter while you're mm. while you're sleeping and you really just allow yourself to to let it go. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's a yeah, that's um, good differentiation there. So Jamie also dreams of Claire. Mm. Jamie dreams of Claire while he's in prison, while he's sequestered at at Hellwater, while he's in the cave. Uh, he dreams of her often. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things he also sees her. He has visions of her as well. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that he says whenever she shows up is, you know, I've I've seen you so often in my dreams and when I'm awake, mm-hmm. but you've never touched me. Is this a dream or is this reality? Is yeah. this a dream or is this reality? <laughs> right. Have you taken Jamie for breaking out in Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's great. <laughs> is this the real life? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so symbolic <laughs> dreams. Let's talk about some symbolic things. Right, okay. So, like I said, folks back in the 19th century, bless their bones, and in the 20th century, really would like to categorize everything in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, comes from, it comes from not just that time frame, right? Mm-hmm. That there are symbols that people dream. Mm-hmm. There are things that tend to repeat. And if you're Jungian, that would be those archetypes that you tend to see all the time. Mm-hmm. And at least for the Native American, as well as for the Celtic spiritualities and cultures, mm-hmm. there are things you don't want to dream about. Yeah. Anne has this wonderful conversation with Claire in one of the books about dream that she may have had. Mm-hmm. And did you dream about birds? Because he's he's Celtic and has lived with the Mohawk um, yeah. and Native Americans, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so he's like, "Have you dreamed about birds?" And she's like, "Yes, I dreamed about birds." And he's like, "Well, were they dead?" 
And she's just like, no, they were alive. And he's like, well, that's good. Yeah. Dreaming, about de- dreaming about live birds are good. Dreaming about dead birds, not good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's kind of the thing is is they took these, these dreams as omens, mm. as things that are to come, that um, these are the the gods the spirits the um the great father the great mother giving us mileposts along the road mm. nayawin uh the 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 grandmother the the woman from the the native tribe that claire gets to know in uh drums of autumn she's the one who she says that she meets her in a dream mm. she says she met you here at night the moon was in the water you became a white raven. You flew over the water and swallowed the moon. The white raven flew back and laid an egg in the palm of her hand. The egg split open and there was a shining stone inside. My husband's grandmother knew this was great magic, that the stone could heal sickness. Hmm. Then Nayaween goes to the bank and she finds a sapphire. As a result of her dream, she, she seeks out that bank. And she uses that sapphire to heal. Mm. And, of course, in the books, the, the, the stones, the precious stones, have got certain powers for somebody like Claire yeah. who travels through the stones. Yeah. But further, she says, my husband's grandmother says that you have medicine now, but you will have more. Mm. When your hair is white like hers, then you will find your full power. Mm. She also says not to be troubled. Sickness is sent from the gods. It won't be your fault. So in some ways, that's kind of where the crossover between visions and dreams here is. So she Mm -hmm. had this dream. She dreams of her at night, but also continues to have a vision. And, 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 I mean, we'll differentiate kind of different ways of thinking about prophecy next, the next episode. But, you know, Nywana makes this kind of prophetic statement of this is about to happen or this is going to happen and this is how you should understand what it means she knows what her dreams are about i think that kind of i and honestly in my own personal experience that's the key Mm. you know one person might dream of a raven and it'd be scary yeah because ravens mean something to them Mm. in a bad bad sense Mm. they 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 think of edgar Allan poe and yeah the death of a loved one and but a raven in this tradition is a good thing mm-hmm. and a white raven even more so yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah and brings good medicine mm-hmm. for them so the idea that i think i think your culture and your own personal experience inform what your dreams are that's why paying attention if if you dream a lot like me mm-hmm. um and if you dream very vividly now i i don't really have the the capacity to fully lucidly dream Mm. i can't really enter my dreams and then i i could do that on a couple of occasions and then change them around but i know people who can do that Mm -hmm. they can they know that they're dreaming Mm -hmm. and they go into their they they open their eyes not physically but they're aware that they're dreaming while they're dreaming Mm. and then they actively do things to change the dream that's so interesting to me yeah, I, just because it's one of those, I have no idea. <laughs> um, and, and that this is people's experiences that I haven't experienced myself. That's quite... It's quite yeah, it, it, it kind of floors me. Mm. I've got a good friend who, who can do this. Mm-hmm. She's like, she goes, well, when the dream is going bad, you just need to tell your dream not to. And I'm like, but I'm asleep. 
How am I going to do that? <laughs> she goes, well, she, she said when she was very young, she learned how to lucidly dream. Mm. And she taught herself that. I'm not sure mm. how. Mm. But there are folks who do this all the time. And I'm like, boy, I wish that would happen to me. But at the same time, would I then be... I, I, so I guess the question is, mm. if I'm able to control that part of my life, would I then get the messages that I need to hear for me? Yeah, that's interesting. And again, that kind of connects also to the conversations we've had around fate and pre- and determinism and yeah, how much of it right. is is in our control and how much of it isn't. That's a great, right. That's right. A great thing, great right. question. Hmm. So Brie keeps a, dre- a dream journal too. Yeah, she does. That's right. She keeps a dream journal um, specifically because right after her rape by uh, Stephen Bonnet and in particular after her marriage with Roger and the difficulties that they have in bed, Mm. she wants to try to figure out why she only seems to reach orgasm in her dreams while she's she's having sex with her rapist. Mm. Mm. And so she, she writes this stuff out and she does not hide the book which I found interesting. Mm. Mm. Roger reads the book and he is clearly upset. Her her entry when he first reads the book about her needing to find his real name huh. um, yeah. is probably one of the more beautiful entries I've ever mm. I've ever read from from Diana. Mm. It, it kind of goes like this is she's like I'm I'm with Roger. We're making love. And it's starting to work. I'm starting to, it's starting to work for me. Hmm. And it's because I know his real name, hmm. that everybody has a, a real secret name that nobody knows but you. Hmm. And because I know his real name, I'm, I'm going to be able to share this, hmm. this climax with him. Mm-hmm. She closes her eyes and she opens it and it's Stephen Bonnet and she climaxes. Hmm. And she keeps thinking that the reason that she can't do this in real life is because she's not intimate enough with him to know his real name. Huh. And I, I, mm. Whew, mm. that's deepness on a level that I just don't get. Mm. Um, but I, I appreciate <laughs> it's, it's beautifully written and obviously upsets Roger. Yeah, of course um, it would. Yeah, well, yeah. We're watching. So with the new TV series there, they are hinting at kind of some, so he's found the drawings that she's done of Stephen Bonnet. I'm wondering whether or not they will eventually go down this route and he will find her journal. Or, But she hasn't really been journaling actively on screen yet. So I, No, I she's mostly just been drawing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they're just going to substitute it. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately have the conversation because they do ultimately have this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. He continues to read her dream journals mm. secretly. Mm-hmm. He continues to do it. And finally, they start talking about it. She opens up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, well, I, I read your journal. She goes, I didn't hide it from you. Mm. Yeah. If I didn't want you to read it, I would have hidden it. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a that's quite an act of trust. Yeah. In her innermost thoughts, particularly considering this situation to leave that open um, and available for, yeah, for Roger to read. Is, I, I, I agree. Mm. I don't, mm. that's, you know, of, of all the things that you really do have mm-hmm. that, that are yours, mm-hmm. your dreams are. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, yeah, intimacies, 
it's it's so difficult to communicate them to anybody else and so to yeah to make those available and open for somebody i think is yeah it's quite a, quite a vulnerable thing yeah mm. yeah because mm. a lot of my dreams are just feeling yeah and I, I i don't always have the words for them yeah. it's just pictures and feelings yeah and so I, I i wake up with either a good feeling or a bad feeling or a conflicted feeling and i i i will generally it will oftentimes color my entire day mm. So I think we could probably go into prescient dreams, maybe a good segue in kind of thinking about the way in which Jamie talks about the women in his life, (laughs) the women in his family who have this capacity to dream dreams, or at least they, they know the future. And perhaps that's the way in which he can talk about it and it be acceptable and understood by other people is to say that it is, it, it did occur to them in a dream or it came to them in a dream. So he talks about the tra- the you know imminent trail of tears to the indigenous folk that he's he's in working with and in relationship with and loves and says there are large things and there are small things and a large thing is a thing like a great battle or a raising up of a notable chief though he's one man he's raised up by the voices of many and if my women dream of these large things then they will happen but in any large thing there are many people and some say do this and others do that but basically he's saying that some might be able to escape that it's not you know this large thing sorry I just hit my thing that this large thing is um is a large thing but there'll be little bits and pieces that they don't know like and and that the dreams tell the large story and not the small story which i thought was really right. interesting and that's yeah so that's a lot of what diana said when when we went to see her or when i went to see her mm-hmm. down in newburn north carolina mm-hmm. when i asked her about the time travels she's like there are large events that happen that you cannot prevent those things from happening mm-hmm happening they've been building for centuries Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. this has been building for centuries the trail of tears has been building for centuries Mm -hmm. and this this is going to happen Mm -hmm. there's nothing they can do to prevent it Mm -hmm. they couldn't prevent Claude, and they can't prevent the trail of tears Mm -hmm. but she can save this little tribe Mm -hmm. which she might be able to save this one yeah which we can get into a little bit more detail when we talk about prophecy is kind of the inevitability of things within the biblical tradition around prophets it it tends to be more focused on that as opposed to prophecies in the sense of foretelling in a clairvoyant sort of way what might happen in the future i kind of want to bring in like the the idea of dreams in the jewish and the tradition and the christian scriptures Mm. the idea that there are interpreters for these dreams Mm God, at least at least in the stories of Joseph mm, from mm-hmm. Genesis, of Joseph, and he dreams of, he has dreams that come true. Mm-hmm. They're highly symbolic mm-hmm. of, you know, sheaves bowing down to one sheaf, of other things that he dreams of, shows that he knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. And even beyond that, he says this, do not interpretations belong to God. Mm-hmm. Tell me your dreams. Mm-hmm. He's able to interpret what God is saying to them. So there are special people mm-hmm. like um, Nalain who who can interpret the dreams of others, but who also can interpret their own dreams. Mm-hmm. Daniel it comes from that same kind of, of cloth that's cut of... You have a dream. I also have dreams. Yeah. And I, I will be able to interpret my own as well as yours. Yeah. But then there are others that things are fairly clear. Yeah. You know, God comes to the dreams to, to Joseph mm-hmm. and says, hey, 
marry this chick Mary, even though she's already pregnant, yep. or escape to Egypt, yeah. or the Pharaoh who is with Sarah because Abraham is too scared to not let the Pharaoh or Abimelech, King Abimelech, have Sarah. And mm-hmm. they wake up from their dream going, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to be with this woman because God came to... Came to me in a dream and told me. Yeah. Yeah. God comes to these people and the, their dreams. They know something's up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, the question is, is it in their subconscious that they figured it out? Have they seen this person being mm-hmm. a little sketchy and... And it, it comes out that they were able to figure it out, you know, what's what's wrong with Sarah? Why, why am I not supposed to be with her? And it comes out in a dream. Yeah. But at the time, what they're doing is they're really ascribing that kind of communication yeah. to God. Yeah. And Jamie ascribes a lot of this time travel, but for his children as well as for his first child as well as for Claire, mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. That God brought her to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think these types, so the only way he can tell the folks that Salgi um, about the Trail of Tears is to talk to them about this being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a dream. And to couch it, yeah, couch it in that language. That is, yeah, I had never really thought about it like that until until having this conversation. But yeah, that is that is true. I mean, and biblically too. So Joseph, Daniel is very much written as a Joseph character. So there's yes. that prototype. Yeah. And then you got, you know, Jacob's Jacob's staircase dream. And, mm. um, and even the way in which Revelation um, is written is a, you know, a vision that came right. to... Type from, Jan- from Daniel, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but yeah, Revelation is a vision that came to came to John, whether or not he was sleeping or awake when it happened. Not quite sure, or you know, on mushrooms or whatever the case may be. But still, because <laughs> it is seriously weird. But um, Ooh, it's whack. <laughs> <laughs> but totally. Yeah, I think there's power in this kind of what's the word I'm looking for? A symbolic, I guess, uh, metaphorical ways in which to communicate, and some of that seems beyond human capability so to attribute it to god i think makes sense it can also be used in a negative way Mm. and i i think of the conversation that ian has with brie about what happened between he and emily yeah and how he and emily break up sun elk tells everybody about this dream Hmm. that he has about rollo Mm mm-hmm that Rolo rises up and kills Mm -hmm. and how at that moment everybody starts to everybody in the tribe starts to wonder because had Ian left behind fully his Celtic background Mm -hmm. he probably would have killed Rolo Mm -hmm. based upon that dream yeah but he doesn't because Rolo is his dog and his friend and Rolo and 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 it's a dream it could have lots of different meanings but then their first child dies yeah And then the next one dies. Mm. And then the next one. And suddenly, Sun Elk doesn't look so bad anymore. Yeah. And that's why he ends up going. And and, and a lot of it has to do with the combination of the dream and then what happens after that. Yeah. Which, again, we can get into more when we talk about prophecy of how do you tell what is a true prophet versus a false prophet and when it comes to dreams talking about interpretation the people who can interpret dreams or not who who does it well who does it 
poorly and the power, the responsibility of saying I had a dream about this and then giving it an interpretation and then and people saying, oh, well, you know, you must know what you're talking about kind of thing. And then you don't like so what if you just (laughs) say I had a dream as a means of, you know, giving saying you're right yeah, it could be used yeah. abusively too. But it, it's just really interesting that, you know, as far as the kind of the true versus false prophecy idea of you kind of have to just wait and see what comes true. And then if it comes true, then that person's a true prophet. And if it doesn't, well, they're a false prophet. You know, like, I mean, there's cr- other criteria, but it does make it difficult to figure out, yeah, how to interpret well. Well, and I, that's how Joseph ends up at the Pharaoh's. Yeah. Yeah. side yeah. you know is is he it has these true. bizarre dreams mm-hmm. and he, nobody else can interpret them mm-hmm. yeah but joseph can yeah honestly i i do believe that there is a way god can can uh, talk to us through our dreams mm-hmm. but i i also think it's us talking to ourselves yeah and just trying to be able to figure things out <laughs> Absolutely. From, from you know the from, from the day mm-hmm. uh, and, and where and where we're at in our lives a dream that i might have had 30 years ago, mm-hmm. it's going to be very different than a dream. And I'm going to interpret it very differently than it, than I do now. Yeah. But even in talking about, so setting, setting Claire and Brie up as the women in Jamie's life who have these dreams, right? So they know the large, yeah. Yeah. the large bits, but we're in, we're, you know, for the TV show, we're in season five, Fiery Cross, and they don't know anything about the Battle of Alamance. It's a small, a small you know, small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. So they can't tell what's going to happen. Of course, they don't know what's going to happen to Roger. They don't know what's going to happen and just across the board, but it's still going to be movements in people's lives. But because eventually what they do know comes true, then when Claire says, this is going to happen, people pay attention. Uh, Well, Jamie pays attention and then he tells everybody else. But yeah. But she's not the only one who can do this. No, no. Really, she's got this this ability to see in the future because she's been there. Mm, mm. There, there are other types of dreams that happen in Outlander. Mm. Brianna dreams of Jamie mm-hmm. before she meets him. Yeah, yeah. She dreams of him in a tropical location. Mm. Now, in in Voyager, mm-hmm. we hear Brianna's voice through Margaret Campbell. Yeah, yeah. But in the next book, Drums of Autumn, mm-hmm. Bree tells Roger that she dreams of her mother with a crocodile in a, in a tropical location, and she was talking with her father. Yeah, yeah. So, so we know that these two dreams are together, that she yeah. dreams something that does happen in the past, mm-hmm. but also in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not just time travel capabilities, but, but something... There's something else going on here. Or maybe it's connected. I don't know. The, the books haven't said as much yet. No. Well, so, so they have said some of this. Mm-hmm. Jamie dreams of the future. Mm-hmm. But it could be present as far as, I mean, as far as we know. It could be it's happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because he dreams of Brianna. He dreams of Roger. He dreams of the kids at Lollybrock. Yeah. Playing among the gravestones. Yeah. What I found interesting mm-hmm. is that he says he knew then, let's see, uh, Jamie was Jamie was dreaming. Mm-hmm. So he, he took the stone from its cloth, turning it over in his fingers. He looked thoughtfully at me as though making up my mind whether to tell me something. Small hairs began to prickle on the back of my neck. I do not can, he said, shaking his head, but I've seen you there. Mm-hmm. He has seen her in 
the future. Mm. I dreamt of you there. Mm. I don't I don't know where it was. I only know it was there in your proper time. Mm-hmm. She asks how he knows. I knew by the light. You were sitting at a desk with something in your hand. Maybe you were writing, and there was a light all around you shining on your face, on your hair, but it wasn't candlelight, nor firelight or sunlight. And I recall thinking to myself, I saw you. So, so that's what an electric light is like. <laughs> yeah. And she says, how can you recognize something in a dream you've never seen in real life? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I dream of things I've not seen all the time, Sassanok, don't you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, monsters, odd plants, peculiar landscapes, things like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I saw what I saw may not be what an electric light looks like, but that's what I said to myself when I saw it. And I was quite sure that you were in your own time. After all, I dream of the past. Why would I not dream of the future? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I so uh Diane is such a brilliant <laughs> I love brilliant that so person. much. That's such an amazing thing. Oh. Yeah. I, I think that so, it is brilliant of how I mean but I so when I read that I thought about in in the first book where Claire well, that it certainly visually represented in the first season where they're on the back of the horse and she's talking about planes and you know all that kind of stuff so she's telling him all these things about cars and about how people get around and what they do and so he has these visions in his mind he's been told about electricity he's been told about some of these things that he's never going to see and yet they still take place and he know he knows enough to be able to interpret his dream to know oh that's electric light you know i think that's so cool but then there's the one where he sees the telephone yeah yeah yeah. She's never described a telephone to him. <laughs> That's true. She's never described it. Yeah. He says it's something like a little pigtail coming out of it. <laughs> and she, I mean, she's, she's told him that there's different communication, mm-hmm. but she's never told him exactly what a telephone looks like and he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the dream where he, he sees a wee brown mark shaped like a diamond mm. behind Bree's ear. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's, that was, that was where she, and this is before he even meets Brie. Yep. And she says, yeah, she has a little birthmark back there. And he goes, well, that's where I kissed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this, yeah, there's a connection too. And I, I found in, I can't remember which book it was. I think it might've been A Breath of Snow and Ashes, where Claire talks about her dreams with faith. Mm, yeah. How, when she was born and whenever she was born, faith was born, she was born without a call. Mm. And this is something that we'll, we'll definitely talk about, hopefully, in in uh, prophecy. And I, I probably have mentioned it before when we were talking about ghosts mm-hmm. and things. But a call is when you're born with the, the, the water sack over your face. Mm. But that Brie was born with a call. Mm. So she does have some capacity to see things or to see beyond or to or some sort of a sixth sense. Mm. Which is why Brie has these dreams. Mm-hmm. Whether Jamie has got this capacity or not, I don't know. But there's, because we've not got into that. Yeah, I mean, there is an interesting thing, though, with... Um, so Jenny is is depicted as being one who has the sight. And with Jamie being mm-hmm. able, especially in relation to Jamie marrying um, Leary and seeing Claire, that kind of stuff. But then there's other little references that she, you know, has these kind of premonitions, that kind of stuff. But then nobody ever says that Jamie has the sight, and yet he has these dreams. 
which would indicate that he does. And Claire gets upset because she can't dream of Brie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Claire wants to dream of Brie. She wants to see her in her dreams, particularly after Brie goes back to the 20th century. She misses her. Yep. And Jamie's the one who sees her and has to describe their life. Yep. And tell him, tell Claire they're all okay, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, which is great. I guess yeah. I mean, narratively, it serves the purpose of making sure Jamie is part of all this too. That even though he doesn't, he can't travel in the future, he still has some kind of ability to be able to tell what's happening or feel as if he's participating in this and in, in a different way, but still, you know, in in some way. Otherwise, he's just kind of the the numpty left out, um, which <laughs> um, narratively would not be as uh, yeah not be as compelling it's not as strong yeah no mm-hmm. no that they need each other mm-hmm. to to create their story together mm-hmm. jamie has prescient dreams he also has dreams that are filled with anxiety mm-hmm. beyond the things that have happened in the past but the things that are happening in the future he he dreams of the white raven before he goes off to battle mm. that the white raven is with him yeah he also has fear dreams before battles yeah that things might not go our way and narratively that works for us too because mm-hmm. we don't know how it's going to turn out mm-hmm. But to know that the White Raven is with him mm-hmm. for for at least our purposes means that Claire is with him somehow in spirit. Yeah. So um, we've had a really cool conversation mm-hmm. about dreams. We would love to know about how dreams work with your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've had dreams that have come true, mm-hmm. <laughs> dreams that I've written down in dream journals. Mm-hmm. Things happened. I went back and I'm like, well, yep, there it is. I dropped it and... <laughs> There it is. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of look at them as mileposts mm. on my journey, mm. that when I have one of these weird deja vus, mm-hmm. that I know that I'm, I'm on the right path. Mm. Of course, I wouldn't know if I wasn't, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, but sometimes they're reassuring mm. to know that I've, that maybe I'm, I'm getting a glimpse of, of something in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I can't ever tell which ones are going to come true, unfortunately. Mm. But I, I can tell when they have happened. I'm, and my son gets them, too, just FYI. He oh, does really? have these bizarre. Huh. Yeah, he gets them, too. Of course, he can also see ghosts and stuff as well. But I remember one time we were at a beach house. We'd never been at this beach house before. He went down the basement. And he came flying back up. He goes, Mom, this is the beach house I dreamt about last year. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? He goes, yeah, there's this over there and there's this over there. And I'm like okay <laughs> so, wow. so yeah every now and then it's 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 um he he looks at it as again like I do hmm. and probably because I inf- I I've influenced that some hmm. the idea that it's it's all gonna be okay mm-hmm. this is all this has all been done before yeah that's yeah. uh that's so interesting other than instead of reacting in fear um yeah 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 I think that's really helpful yeah So, the last book we have from Diana. So far. Hopefully. So far. That will change very soon. Written in. (laughs) Please, Diana. (laughs) It's supposed to be sometime this year, fingers crossed. Anyway. Well, hopefully sooner rather than later because we know we're going to need something to read in a while. Oh, my gosh. So, but written in My Own Heart's Blood, Mm. which is the last novel. Mm. Her prologue has a lot to do with dreams. Mm. So I would like to read the prologue as a closing. Yeah, cool. As an epilogue. Yep. In the light of eternity, time casts no shadow. 
Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. But what is it that the old women see? We see necessity, Hmm. and we do the thing that must be done. Young women don't see, they are, and the spring of life runs through them. Hmm. Ours is the guarding of the spring. Ours is the shielding of the light we have lit, Hmm. the flame that we are. What have I seen? You are the vision of my youth, the constant dream of all my ages. Here I stand on the brink of war again, a citizen of no place, no time, no country but my own, and that a land lapped by no sea but blood, bordered only by the outlines of a face long loved. Mm. That's beautiful. (sighs) Mm. Yeah. We can pick back up with that. Joel passage. Huh? I said it was a nice use of the Joel passage. Yeah, we can pick back up with that with the next episode because then we'll be talking about prophets. And the Joel is um, Joel passage is a prophetic text from from the Bible. So, yeah, cool. We'll see you next time. So join us for the next one where we talk about prophecy. See you later. Bye. That's it for this episode of Outlander Soul. Thanks for listening. If you love what we do, a review, especially on iTunes, but wherever you get your podcasts would be really appreciated because it helps people to find us. If you listen and like what you hear, please consider supporting us financially. Just click the support us button at our website on outlandersoul.com. There's lots of ways to donate, either via Patreon or PayPal, and every little bit helps. Also, we love hearing your comments, questions, and ideas for the show. So we'd like for you to join in the conversation. So you can reach us through our website, through email, voice memos, or social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. You can also contact us straight by email, outlandersoulpodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. Or you can visit our website at outlandersoul.com and fill in the contact form. Thanks again, everyone. Bye.